Michelle Donnelly, and this is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose, and that you can do it right through the things that God is carrying you through in your season as a single mom. Here we talk about all of the things that matter to a single mom, but most of all, I hope you found a place where you feel like you belong. Let's get started. I'm so glad you could join me for this bonus episode today. I am your host, Michelle Donnelly. Last week, we announced that Plus One Parents is publishing an abuse recovery devotional. It's called Safe Haven, a devotional for the abused and abandoned, and it comes out on January 25th, 2022. In the bonus content we released last week, I read the first free chapter from Safe Haven. In this week's bonus content, I'm going to be giving you a look at another chapter within the devotional. In this episode, the excerpt I'm going to be reading is from the beginning sections of the book that talk about abuse from a biblical and spiritual perspective and what God says about it. Here is this week's excerpt from Safe Haven. 1. God hates abuse. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to Him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Proverbs 6, 16-19 I can comfortably say that the average Christian isn't exactly sure what God even thinks about abuse. Before my healing journey began, I certainly wasn't. With so many verses about loving our enemies and forgiveness, we can deduce that we're supposed to turn a blind eye when people mistreat us. But when you're being abused, Something about that also seems completely off, like we're just offering them the opportunity to hurt us again. The Bible clearly indicates that God hates the arrogant, deceitful, predatory, ruinous, and divisive nature of abusive people. See Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 above. And if we look closely, this passage doesn't merely say that God detests the actions and behaviors of abusive individuals. He abhors the person. This passage describes the individual characteristics of an abuser's character. Haughty, lying, wicked, false, all represented by parts of the body. But these parts are not separate, nor do they act alone. These parts form and reveal the whole of the person, a person set against God at his or her core. When we pull all this together, we see that in God's eyes, abuse is not simply actions. It's not even just a bad attitude or a selfish mindset. It's an indication of someone who is spiritually darkened with a heart set against God. We can see this spiritual reality further echoed in Titus 3, 10 through 11, in which Paul writes, warn a divisive person once and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. 
Paul writes similarly in 2 Timothy 3.8. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected, warped, self-condemned, rejected. The methods abusers use to control and manipulate might vary, but there's still a common thread. Their actions are born of a deeply rebellious spirit. And out of a sin-sickened spirit comes wicked thoughts that give way to destructive actions. Accepting this truth is not always as easy as we think it should be. At first, you may experience a measure of comfort knowing that God opposes your abuser. You may feel some relief as you sense that God not only sees your suffering, but that he's disgusted by it in all his holy fury. But that relief often yields to shame over the things you've gotten wrong in this life too, as well as the horror of realizing someone you have loved may be an enemy of God. It's a frightful thing. But for right now, in the swirl of tangled emotions, I want to settle you back under the protection of God's love and his righteous anger over what you've had to endure. In time, we will unravel the rest. Notice in this moment, if you've ever found yourself minimizing, discounting, or excusing the mistreatment you've suffered, recognize the thought patterns that resist the notion that the person who has hurt you is spiritually opposed to God. Perhaps the person who wounded you had a traumatic childhood and you've understood their hurtful behaviors as a reaction to that. Or perhaps you've believed that they just don't manage stress well or were born with a short fuse. Maybe you believe that you are no different or no better. Pay attention to these thoughts at the outset of your healing journey. Observe how they might shift and change as you go. Abuse distorts our view of reality so deftly that we believe there must be a reasonable explanation for it, other than just plain old evil. But such justifications are precisely what keep you close when you should get to safety. God doesn't minimize your abuse. He flat out hates it. Part of the process of recovering from abuse is learning to retrain our minds to see things as God sees them, and His Word guides us in doing that. Since God's Word describes abuse as wicked, you are invited to describe it as wicked. It says God hates abuse, so you can now learn to hate it. And when it says He's angry about how you've been treated, we can know that it is right to be angry about how you've been treated. Understanding God's attitude towards abuse empowers you to respond to it as He does and ushers order and light into places of confusion and darkness. Reflection and Prayer Where has your view of abuse not aligned with God's view? How does adjusting your understanding of abuse change the way you think God sees you? How would you like to change the way you relate to Him? In your time of prayer, consider asking God to guide you in assessing your circumstances through the lens of His Word. Ask Him to reveal what you need to see, and ask Him to comfort and strengthen you by His Spirit as the truth is unveiled. I hope you enjoyed this free chapter of Safe Haven. If you'd like to purchase a copy of the devotional, or if you'd like to recommend it to someone in your life, there's a link down in the show notes where you can do just that.